This is Matthew McNutt. Welcome to my podcast, Kind of Interesting, Thoughts About Youth Ministry. I want to talk about uh, something today that has to do with speaking and projecting an air of confidence. Essentially, the importance of not self-deprecating. A few years back, one of my friends, a former co-worker, was going to be preaching. When he got up to speak, he was a, a loved pastor on the staff. People enjoyed hearing him. But he opened with a lot of self-deprecatory remarks, uh, essentially apologizing that people had to hear him that day instead of maybe one of the more eloquent speakers on staff. And I remembered thinking at the time, oh, my word, what, what are you doing? Because he literally gave the room permission to look for mistakes in what he was going to say to look for his errors, to notice his nervousness, to pick up on things that honestly, if he had just come out and jumped into the message, he would have been a thousand times more aware of any of his uh, mistakes, uh, verbal faux pas, uh, you know, just all of the different things that he was so self-conscious of and lacked confidence in, most people would have never noticed. But because he framed the message from his very beginning starts was, hey, this is not going to be as good as what you're used to, is what he was essentially saying. And so as a result, like I remember, I, I could see myself noticing imperfections that I probably wouldn't have otherwise. What he had done is he had already sabotaged the credibility of what he was going to be saying. He had sabotaged the credibility of his preparation, the work he had put into it, even his qualifications to be doing such a thing in the first place. The reality is, if you come out confidently, even if you're aware of mistakes you've made, people are not going to notice it. Most people are not paying that much attention to the details. Uh, a lot of whether or not they're hearing something from the message, whether or not it's it's hitting home with them is honestly based more on the relationship they have with the speaker. I remember one time early on in my youth ministry career uh, going to an event and there was a, a guest speaker there. And I remember as he was uh, speaking, it was another local youth pastor. It was not great. <laughs> Like, I just remembered sitting there going, this is awful. Like, this guy is just not wired to be a speaker. All of these different things. And then at the end, he gave this altar call. And all these kids went forward, including kids from my group. Like, it had hit home in a powerful way. Why? I think part of it was he didn't apologize for it. He got up and he spoke and he had done his work and he had prepared. And, and whether or not I thought he had, you know, could have done it better didn't matter. What mattered was that he gave the message God put on his heart and God used it. And so I think we need to be careful. Uh, Self-deprecation, it doesn't help. It sets us up to fail. It sets us up to be ineffective. For those who are already doubtful, it kind of gives them permission to tune out. This isn't going to be good. This isn't going to be relevant. You know, one of the things that I think sometimes feeds into that is our own nervousness that we are uncertain, or even in the midst of a message, maybe we have a moment where we've lost our train of thought, we've lost our place on our notes, we've, we're uncertain of what word we want to use of next. And, and I think one of the best things I ever learned 
in high school in my public speaking class, I, I had this teacher, uh, he was wild. Uh, we, we called him Colonel because Kentucky had made him an honorary Colonel back in the day. He had given us Colonel's 50 rules for public speaking. He, he used to sit in the back of the back of the room. We weren't allowed to use a microphone. He would be in the back row of the chapel. And just every time we broke one of the public speaking rules, he'd yell out the number. Right. And so I, I think number one was no vocalized pauses. Um, uh, like uh, just noises that you make while you're trying to find the next word. And if you made those, you would be sitting in the back of the room just yelling, one, one. One, every time you did it, and that meant you got a point off the grade. It was so stressful, but it was also great. But the rule I'm thinking of this particular time is that he used to drive home to us, you know, that, that, that the best thing that we could do, if we're uncertain, if we've had a moment of distraction, if we're unclear on something, the best thing we could do is to pause silently and collect our thoughts. Pause quietly and find our place in our notes. Just pause don't say, um, don't try to fill it with filler words. Uh, the reality is those few seconds while you collect your thoughts may seem like an eternity to you. It may feel like everyone's staring. Everyone knows what's going on. Everyone, the reality is for everyone else in the room, that moment is passing by fast. That moment is, is just a blip. And what it actually conveys is an air of confidence, an air of thoughtfulness. When someone pauses to collect their thoughts, you think to yourself, oh, these next few words are important. They're intentional. I love this idea that I don't need to stammer my way through a mistake. I can just pause and start from a point of strength, not nervousness or weakness. Continuing on this thought of self-deprecation, a few years ago, we did a staff 360 review. That's where uh, we had this outside consulting agency come in and work with us. And, and I, we each had volunteers fill out surveys about it. There's nothing better than giving a whole bunch of people a review survey about yourself to fill out that you don't get to see the results of somebody else does and then present them to. So, so the volunteers that uh, I lead filled it out. The staff that report to me filled it out. On the org chart, the people at the same level as me filled it out. The people I report to filled it out. And, uh, and then actually I filled it out too. And one of the things that came up when I was going over it with the consultant is he thought it was fascinating. I had uh, ranked myself lower in every category than anyone else did. And he picked up on this theme of that I tend to, as much as I can recognize it in other people when they're speaking and, hey, don't, don't self-deprecate, uh, that I do it to myself. And one of the areas that he picked up on was in the area of organization that I kind of joke that, yeah, no, I'm not organized. I hate organization. I'm not very good at it. I'm not this, I'm not that and whatever. And then he kind of, it was, it was a defining moment for me because he, he looked at it and he said, you know, I'm looking at the program and I'm looking at everything you guys do and you, your student ministry is incredibly organized. Well, yeah, that's, you know, cause I have the staff and team that just do an incredible job with it. And, he was like, so why are you telling people you're not good at it if, if it's good, if other youth pastors come to you for advice about it, that you guys have resources, that you're uh, helping with your ministry and other ministries? And I was like, well, I, I just, I, you know, I was kind of starting to squirm. I was like, well, I don't like it. And 
So I think you're creating the image that you're not organized and that lowers people's confidence in what you're doing. So the reality is you are organized. It's not one of your favorite things to do. And so that was the point where I started changing even how I communicate about those kinds of things and other areas of ministry, not doing, you know, if I make a mistake, I own it. That's one thing, not, you know, self-deprecation is where you're tearing yourself down undeservedly or creating a distraction from what you're trying to do. And so that was a, that was a powerful moment for me in an area, not about speaking of realizing, wow, I'm, I'm my own worst enemy in communicating confidence about this area of our ministry. Uh, and so we've really changed how we communicate about that. I, I don't speak from a point of unconfidence, but I, I try to communicate confidence in what we're doing because organization is hugely important, right? That, that, that gives parents a sense of trust that they can send their kids with us on events and programs and trips and all of these different things. And so I guess this is my long winded way of saying, don't self deprecate convey an air of confidence, even if you're not necessarily feeling it inside. Even the most veteran speakers can still feel nervous before they get up to speak. That, that there should be a certain amount of energy behind that, a certain amount of nervousness of, have I done everything I can do? If you've put the time in and the work in, there's still a sense of, is this overconfidence can kill us in other ways. But you still want to communicate to the people that you're going before, hey, I've put the work into this and this is worth listening to. I think one of the books that really changed things for me in how I communicate and how I try to portray ministry and confidence was Mark DeVries' Sustainable Youth Ministry because he talks about the importance of being an advocate for student ministry, being an advocate for the area of ministry that you're in. And part of that is portraying confidence and not being the first voice to tear apart what you're about to say or do. Thanks for uh, tuning in. And I look forward to sharing with you again in the next episode.